Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. Uh, We're not in the Sales Chat Show studio today due to uh, everybody having to isolate because of the COVID-19 situation, so we are uh, all recording this remotely uh, for you, so we still wanted to maintain the episodes coming out, helping you uh, and your sales teams during these uh, challenging times. Uh, this this episode is entitled, Is Winning the War on the Virus the Right Language for Better Sales? I'm going to hand over to, to Phil on this one. Phil, you're leading the charge on this episode. Give us your thoughts on this. Yes, I, I am indeed. There is a military feel to this. And whilst we're on the subject, uh, get those shoulders back, Hazel Dean. You're looking at complete <laughs> <laughs> and as for the state of those boots, Jones, I've never seen anything like it. Oh, my goodness, Graham. Once a military man, always a military man, hey? Indeed. Uh, but the, the serious point on this, uh, and there is one, um, is that the four, biz- uh, the four strategies that dominate the business world all have military origins, and they are defence, offence, alliance, and deterrence. So what I'd like to talk about today uh, is what ideas we've got that would help our listener put a military hat on, nothing more than that. We're not asking them to uh, sign up and uh, grab hold of a rifle, Um, but to put a military hat on in terms of the thinking. So let me just give you an example on each of those. So if you think about defense, that's all about hanging on to our existing customers. And I think now is the time to be there for our customers and to simply find out via a phone call or an email or Skype, Zoom or whatever, but to find out the pain that they are going through and how we can help them deal with that. It may not result in a sale, but it will result in adding value on the offense side, that suggests that we're attacking something. So that's either attacking competitors or attacking available market share. And one of the guidelines that we've talked about many times before is that when you're looking for new business, go for the line of least resistance. And in today's world, there are some very buoyant organizations out there that are in themselves lines of least resistance. And through the virus, Logistics companies are doing well, the retailers, the food manufacturers, the pharmaceuticals people, all doing extremely well. So maybe they uh, should be on the target list. As far as alliance is concerned, when you think about our history, um, did we win the Battle of Waterloo? Well, no, we didn't. Um, uh, The French history uh, books would tell you that we lost that, but we only won the battle when the alliance of other forces uh, arrived on the scene. Uh, Did we win World War II? Not on our own. That was an alliance. So if you relate that to the business world, maybe now is the time to be 
strengthening our network and mobilizing our network, going to find some uh, organizations that we can bolt on to our solutions that we haven't actually got ourselves. And and nothing wrong either in having an alliance that provides comfort in these troubled times. And on the deterrence side, what can we do to deter our competitors from attacking our uh, customers? Well, one of the tools we can use is PR uh, and to make sure that uh, if we're putting out uh, articles from time to time that mention the work that we're doing with customers by name, our competitors might think, well, there's no point attacking them then because um, the, you know these guys have got that bolted down for the next two or three years. So it's about... It's about using sort of PR with great effect uh, to deter our competitors from uh, attacking our customers. So those are just sort of a number of ideas to kick us off. But just to summarise, it's defence, offence, alliance and deterrence. Do you think at the moment, Phil, based on conversations you're having with your network, that that defence looking after existing seems to be the most sensible um, primary strategy at the moment, or should people be thinking elsewhere? I, th- I think it is the most sensible strategy, regardless of the market conditions. The, the simple strategy of hanging on to what you've got before uh, you step out into the cold marketplace to win new business. So uh, it's always been relevant, but I think now it is particularly relevant. And of course, we've talked on previous episodes about making sure that we're not just meeting expectations, but we're exceeding them. Uh, And now, again, is the time to be asking the uh, customer those questions. You know, where are we meeting your expectations? Where are we exceeding them? Where are we falling short? We need to make sure that we've got that exceeding expectations piece really bolted down. Otherwise, uh, we leave an opportunity for a competitor. So uh, and, and a, I guess a, a, a contact strategy kind of thing at the moment is to just yeah. get in, as you say, just get in touch, get on the phone or, or however virtually you're doing it. How are you doing? How's things going? Are you okay? Not necessarily looking for a, a, a sale per no. se, but and looking for a connection. The, I think in terms of the contact uh, strategy, Um, As we, again, have talked about before, it's a multi-level thing. There will be uh, decision makers and decision influencers that sit at different levels. Some are directors, some are managers, some are technical people, some might be in production, some might be in finance, and so it goes on. So I think one of the things that an account manager or salesperson should be doing today is to look at those three, four, five contacts uh, and actually, this is the time to mobilize the sales director, the chief executive, other board members and say, I need you to be making a phone call to these people. I need you to be sending an email. I need you to be on their desk, on their screen, in their face, just to know, uh, let them know that we still care. Well, I think, yeah, and, and, and let, you know, start making making use of the fact that these people are potentially going to be more available now, potentially, not always, but potentially your 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 chance of getting in their diary is probably better than... That's a very uh, good point. That is a very good point. 
And yeah, I think I know it seems it's probably seems strange for some people to to even contemplate the you know the concepts of talking about growth at the moment. But certainly, particularly when I'm working with with say account managers, key account managers, you know how do you how do you grow your territory? How do you grow your market? Well, one thing you have to do is to make sure you're not losing business in the first place. You know the analogy I'll often use is you know you can't fill a bath if the plug's not in. So I, th- I think definitely doubling down on that defense strategy at the moment and and being there to help your customers you know which is what which is what good selling always should be but even you know particularly now how's things going what's what what issues are you facing etc so on so forth and then maybe maybe an opportunity will will present itself if we uh, if we engage in those in those communications uh, yeah, absolutely right. And I think another uh, thing on the offense side we need to be looking at um, is competitors that are struggling. Um, and there will be in every single marketplace competitors that will be struggling. Some will go bust, brackets, yeah. sadly, and I mean that genuinely. Yes. But where, where competitors of ours are struggling, there is an opportunity there to move in quickly and provide a strong and better solution uh, than the one that the struggling competitor about to go bust uh, is able to offer. And I was um, I was uh, I was sitting on a panel uh, interview uh, webinar a couple of weeks ago. One of the other um, people on the panel was Anthony Steers, who's a good friend of the sales chat show, also known as the telephone assassin. And in yeah. terms of and linking uh, what Anthony said, uh, and, and to give him due credit for this from an offense point of view, he said his his recommended approach is like dropping off a pizza menu, not necessarily taking an order for a pizza. So it's letting you know about our services. Let me drop off the pizza menu. So if at some stage you feel like placing an order for said pizza, you can obviously apply the metaphor to your own business, folks. You're in a good place to do so, and and um, people seem uh, that is a very useful strategy. I think he, he does that uh, elegantly and and very very effectively himself. Yeah, Mr. Jones, any any say. thoughts? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Thoughts from you, sir. Yeah, I've, I've sat here listening uh, to what you've been saying, and uh, I have a kind of psychological uh, concern about things because you've got. Uh, all these salespeople uh, tend to be people who are have got lots of get up and go, and who are largely at the extroversion end of uh, yeah. the personality scales. And their issue is that they're going to be stuck at home, incredibly frustrated about what they can do, and in a defensive role, they are going to be really worried about the future and want to get out and want to do things. And so actually they're going to struggle with many of the things that you're suggesting because they're not in the right mental frame of mind. And indeed, they're probably going to be suffering from high levels of anxiety, uh, tipping into depression, uh, which means that all the kind of things that we would think would normally happen in the, in the, the kind of the real world, as it were, they're unable to do because of those frustrations and those uh, anxieties that they're inevitably going to be having. And I suspect that people at the extroversion end of the personality scales are probably the ones who are going to be having the most mental health issues as a result of lockdown at the moment. Mm. So it's all very well telling uh, salespeople that, you know, 
we've got to try and make more appointments, that we should be able to get into the diary of people at the moment. Actually, I suspect there will be lots of prevention mechanisms happening but for them doing that because they're mentally not in the right frame of mind. So that's a very, very, very sobering and uh, poignant, poignant point. Um, so, so if I'm a sales manager or a sales leader, or indeed I'm a, I'm a salesperson myself who started to feel like that, what would you, what would your recommendation be, Graham? If you, if you're a sales director, sales manager, who've got your staff at home, I think you need to be checking in with them much, much more. So you would normally maybe check in with them sometimes, depending on the the environment, you know, maybe once a day, maybe once a week. Uh, You know, a sales director may not be checking in with their team until, you know, once a month to look at monthly sales figures or something. Mm. I would think this needs to be daily. I would think that you know the set the certainly the line manager needs to be speaking to their sales staff every single day at the moment and supporting them not not looking at what their their sales are but looking at their personal circumstances you know how's the family how are things what are they doing having a joke having a you know having a, a, a virtual beer at the end of the day, those kind of things, really important in looking after the mental mm. health of your team. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I personally, um, I would recommend that you separate out. Uh, you still may want to have, you know, forecast, pipeline, those sort of com- opportunity progression conversations. But I think separating them from the more informal and very important checking in to see how people are for me because uh, there is the slight danger that they're, they're left to the end or something like that, um, whether the salesperson gets the feeling that actually the reason for the call is to review the pipeline, not really to check up on how I'm feeling. So uh, I think having a combination of still those more formal things in there, because you've got to keep the shop, you know, keep the shop open, keep things running. But yeah, to Graham's point, checking in and just seeing how people are personally. And not and not making assumptions, I would say as well. You know, uh, we if I if I I've you know I phone if Phil's in my team and I phone Phil today and and speak to Phil and Phil's great. I shouldn't make the assumption Phil's great tomorrow or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday through the week. Such situations might change. Cabin fever, you know, might set in at different times for different people. Different people have good days and bad days. You know, as, yeah. as time goes on. Yeah, good point. And obviously, in individually, uh, I mean, sorry. The other thing to sales managers and sales directors, you know, understand your limitations. You know, you're not you're not a qualified uh, medical practitioner. So if you do suspect mm. anybody's having a tough time, please make sure they get appropriate. Don't overstep your boundaries. In the desire to help somebody, don't don't go somewhere you you're not qualified to go. Um, just just keep a careful careful watchful eye. And obviously, if you're the individual person, please make sure you reach out for help. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's important for sales directors to make sure that everybody's connected with the appropriate people in HR. Yeah, um, and so that you know, should a sales manager know that there's an issue maybe with somebody, that they can put them directly in touch with the appropriate people in HR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's 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 interesting. You know, it's been great to have a look at defense, offense, alliance, and deterrent, and. But as leaders, we have to be sensitive of the language we are using and the metaphors that we use when we're talking to people. And obviously, if you talk about war, war, war by its nature has casualties. 
So, you know, I think we need to be very sensitive to the impact that our language and metaphors could sometimes have on our, <clears throat> on our people. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and a big rousing motivational rah-rah speech might go unbelievably badly wrong with the wrong people at the wrong time. So any other any other thoughts, gentlemen, on um on that? So we're saying sort of defense, check in, check in with our people, but also check in with our customers. Yeah. Lock, lock looking after them, finding out how they are doing the Anthony Steers, dropping off the, the pizza menu rather than trying to trying to save save the order. Look looking out for opportunities that do exist um with with, with competitors. Yeah. I haven't really spoken as much about alliances. Any any thoughts on alliances using your network using joint venture partners uh that's basically it it's look it's it's having the discussion about you know who could strengthen our approach what other organizations do we need to be in contact with not in a contractual sense necessarily but suppliers that can be bolted on or other associates that can be bolted on to create a uh, a bigger and better all-round solution. So if we're having those check-in conversations with customers and they talk about some of the problems and challenges they're facing, if we personally can't help, we can always refer to someone else or or we could consider in integrating what someone else off- offers from a product or service point of view into an offering and c- maybe create a new offering for customers. Yeah, absolutely. So fun, fun, fantastic. So, uh, any closing thoughts, Mr. Jones? Uh, no, my uh, closing thought is that uh, maybe the uh, language that we use is uh, important to reflect on at the moment, um, but we shouldn't re- forget that when we go back to normal or new normal or whatever it is, that the language we use is also important. And yeah. I think we often forget that. And this may be as a time of a useful reminder that uh, the language we've got is important. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I've got one final, yes, one final thought. Have you got a twin brother, Simon? I don't I don't believe so. Well, I have thank, a brother. Thank goodness there are not two people as hopeless as you. Now stand up straight, man. <laughs> And I'd, I'd just like to confirm that whilst uh, you have been talking, I have now cleaned my shoes. Excellent. That, that's that's there is a perfect example of a well-timed motivational input. I, I can't tell you how much better I'm feeling, Captain Jason. Yeah. Well, uh, M- Mr. Jones goes to top of the class and gets promoted, and you're on extra duty, Simon. <laughs> Excellent. I'll be peeling potatoes or whatever I'll be given as a, a cleaning cleaning boots. So thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for that. It's been uh, Graham Jones, Phil Jess, and I'm Simon Hazeldean for the Sales Chat Show. Um, we've got a hundred and probably fifty now episodes uh, at the Sales Chat Show in the Sales Chat Show library available from wherever you get your podcast or from the saleschatshow.com website. Um, there is a ton of episodes that, that might be helpful to you and to your teams in the more challenging times that we're facing. So we just want to wish you every success. Please stay safe and look after yourselves and sales managers, sales directors, look after your teams. Thank you very much. Sales Chat Show signing out.
have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 